Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today's Wednesday, March the 15th, 2023, and this is episode number 100, and I have no idea, like 57 or 58 or something like that. I should know these things, but I don't. So anyway, it's number 157. I just looked it up. Okay, today I've got a little bit of a different episode. I'm probably not going to be a real long episode, but I've got a lot, a lot on my mind, okay? My my mind is absolutely 100% full right now. I just came from a weekend of uh, Friday and Saturday, two full days being in a conference, EdgeCon 2023, the most transformative small business conference in the USA. Love it. I've been there for the last four years, and I will keep going back as long as I can. I've already got my ticket for next year. I may even buy an extra ticket and run a giveaway sometime this summer, but I will have a link where you can go pick up those tickets at the lowest price they'll ever be. They are, I believe, 375 right now, and they go all the way up to like 600 if you're at the late, late bird type. You know, the, the late tickets, the last minute ticket is like $600. So right now is the lowest they'll ever be. So along with that, a f- conference full of amazing speakers, my grandma passed away over the weekend while I was at this conference. And so Monday and Tuesday was spent at the viewing, you know, I was, I was with family and then at the funeral on Tuesday where we, we placed my grandmother into the ground and it was a bittersweet moment because we've known this time is coming, but it still is hard to see, to let go of somebody that you love like that. So I have my, my mind is really full right now of, of good things from the conference and of good memories of my grandmother. And I got to spend two days with hundreds of people that I love. And I'm not talking about the two days of the conference. I'm talking about being with family. I absolutely love being with my cousins. Like those are my people. They are my favorite people in the world. Sorry if you're not my cousin. I love you too. Okay. I do, but there's something about family. There's something about being with my cousins. It is, it's invigorating. I, I, any chance I get, which it only happens once every couple of years, but I will jump on that opportunity. So just know if you are family, I love you a lot. And if you're not family, I love you for listening to this. If I don't know you, I'd love to get to know you. But all that aside, today I'm going to do a, I'm going to share a little bit about what I learned at this conference, but probably next Wednesday, I'm going to just go deep and share a ton of knowledge, of wisdom, of actionable things that I took away from the content. I've got pages of notes. Okay. And I should, I should create a resource that you can download, but I've got pages of notes. So I'm just going to share a little bit of that today and then kind of do a small tribute to my grandmother. It's not going to be a lot. It's not going to be long, but I just want to remember her and what she means to the family and means to me. Okay. I've got a quote that I want to share with you about grandparents. First off, okay, I have a few quotes. Something magical happens when parents turn into grandparents. You know, if, if you are a parent who's become a grandparent, you know that there's a switch. 
if you are a parent who's who has children that made your parents grandparents, you know that they've switched. And if you're a child, you know that there's a difference between parents and grandparents. Parents are strict and they make you do the thing and grandparents let you have whatever you want. There's a switch that happens when parents turn into grandparents. Also, love is the greatest gift that one generation can give to another or can leave to another generation. That's Richard Garnett quote. That is so true. There's something about the love of grandparents with their grandchildren that is is hard to describe. Like you can't put a finger on it. You can't, you can't quantify it. It's just, there is a bond there. And (laughs) another, another one says that grandparents are there to help grandchildren get into mischief. They hadn't thought of yet. And I think all of us grandkids would verify that Listening to my grandmother's stories from her childhood and my grandfather, but specifically talking about my grandmother right now because she is the one who passed away. Listening to all of her stories gave us ideas of things to do and try that we never would have thought of without her. So grandparents are there to help grandchildren get into mischief they hadn't thought of yet. And uh, the last one says grandparents are very special resources. Just being close to them reassures a child without words about the change in continuity that's to come. It reassures them about what went before and what will come after. And that's a Fred Rogers quote, if you're familiar with him. He or this that that quote really quantifies grandparents. I mean, in a nutshell, there's something about being with them, about being, about knowing they're there. It's just, it's a reassurance. It's a comfort. And there's, you can tell, maybe you can maybe tell that I'm struggling for words, but um, words, words can't describe very well the the bond that is between grandparents and their grandchildren. Okay, I'm going to share with you a little bit about my grandma, and then um, I, I'm kind of going to read from the obituary, and then just share a few memories. And I talked to a few of my cousins, asking them what their favorite memories were. And I got some similar responses, but also a variety of things. So my grandma had 10 children, by the age of 26, I believe. She got married at 18, had twins right off the bat, had one or two more, and then a set of triplets, and then several more. So she had 10 children by the age of 26. Like, wow, incredible. I can't imagine the stress on her life. <laughs> and she grew up Amish, and so they didn't have electricity. They didn't have um, running water in the house. You know, you had to hand pump everything and washing all of those diapers. I, I can't imagine the work that my grandma and grandpa had to go through raising those 10 kids being Amish. But lots of lots of Amish have massive families and it's awesome. It's amazing. So she still has nine living children and one of her daughters passed away 10 years ago, almost to the day from cancer. So she had 10 children 
At this point, 55 grandchildren. I highly doubt she'll have any more grandchildren. The youngest is 16, I believe. And most of her kids are like past the, past the age of rearing any more kids. So her youngest grandchild is about 16. There's 55 of them. And she has 121 great-grandchildren. Okay? Did you get that? 121 great-grandchildren. The oldest of those is around 18, 16 to 18, somewhere in there. And it's, it's incredible. Like the, when the family is together, when everybody's together and nearly everybody was there this weekend, there was a couple that couldn't make it due to illness, but almost everybody was there. And it was a massive gathering. Just the family nearly filled up the sanctuary of of the church where the funeral was at. That's, I think when when everybody is together, there's around 200, just maybe just a little over, maybe including uh, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and all the kids with their spouses. So that's quite a sizable gathering, you know, for just being one, three generations. That's, that's incredible. Like, what a legacy. My... Uh, one of the in-laws, a cousin, kind of gave a tribute after the funeral before we gathered for a meal, or maybe it was before the burial. I don't remember. At some point, he gave a tribute, and he really talked about the legacy that she left behind. He he really brought out how Grandma really was is a legendary figure in our family, um, just because of all the stories that she would tell, all the 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 time that she took for each and every grandchild she always called for birthdays i don't know she may have missed a birthday i think she missed one of my recent birthdays but that's to be forgiven because she was incredibly sick the last couple of years but growing up i would always get a box for my birthday you know the first couple of years and and then after there starting to be a lot of grandchildren we would get a letter with a dollar well, pretty soon that got to be pretty expensive as well because there was grandchildren and also great-grandchildren. And it just dropped to either a card or in later years it was simply a phone call because that is way too many cards and letters to write and send. She would be doing that full-time with all of those grandkids and great-grandkids. But it was always special to me to get that phone call. She always asked how we're doing, asked if there's anything new going on in life. Wanted to know really – well, I'm getting more choked up right now than I was at the funeral. <laughs> but it was always special to know that that phone call was coming. But not anymore. Now we have to go on memories. So in in thinking about that, I, I was asking quite a few of my cousins um, – what were some of their favorite memories? And the responses I got were interesting, and, and they brought up new memories for me as well. One of my favorite memories, so my grandparents, years ago, like in all my growing up years, they lived in Brookfield, Missouri, and they lived in a two-story house. And this house, I imagine at one time, did not have central heat and air. And there were registers in the floor, like little vents, that air could pass from downstairs to upstairs to kind of circulate the heat and the cool and all of that when they had the wood stove going. And the the bedroom that I always stayed in had a register that was over the kitchen. And 
I just remember watching the family through that register when I was supposed to be in bed. <laughs> you know, they, the the adults would send the kids to bed, and we'd we'd go upstairs, and we would gather around that vent and watch the the goings on down there. You know, grandma bustling about the kitchen, the adults pulling the ice cream out after we were in bed. They they would send us to bed so they could have ice cream. <laughs> and just, you know, we had a hard time being quiet at that point because we wanted ice cream too. And sometimes we could come down and get ice cream and other times it was go to bed. But that that's one of my favorite memories is just being able to look down and see the see the happenings and know that everything was okay. Some of the some of the responses I got from the other kids were were very similar to that. You know, we all the all of us grandkids when we'd go back there, it was just a maybe a three or four bedroom house, I believe. It was not a big house. And we all have memories of watching through that register in the floor. You know, being upset when we got sent to bed and couldn't have ice cream. Some of them brought out the the cards for birthdays and the boxes for birthdays and Christmas and all the all the random goodies that grandma would send us. She worked at a secondhand store that was some some kind of a um I don't remember exactly what the deal was there, but she worked at a secondhand store for years and could get items that came in and she would send a lot of that stuff out to us grandkids. One of the other grandkids remembered years ago at a at a certain reunion in Ohio when grandma brought a bunch of pillows and a bunch of dolls. She had one pillow like a like not a pillow that you sleep on, but it was a nice little pillow with a picture of something on it. And then all the all the daughters or all the granddaughters got a baby doll to play with. If I remember right, my pillow was a gray pillow with a black lab on it. <laughs> so that I hadn't even remembered that I had that pillow and that it came from grandma until somebody brought that memory up. And I was like, oh, that's what that was. That's where that came from. And that that was special to me. One of one of the other grandkids remembered spending time with just her and grandma. She got to spend a weekend there. And she said she spent about an hour with grandma just drinking coffee. And she mentioned how that was the best coffee she ever had. <laughs> she didn't remember the kind of coffee. And, and in retrospect, she said it probably wasn't even that great of coffee. But just being there, spending that time with her was what made it so great. It truly is the company we keep that makes the experiences of life so rich. So to my grandma, you're loved, you're missed, and you left behind an incredible legacy that will ripple through many generations. I can only hope that I can leave even even a portion of an imprint that you left behind. I'm not sure how to transition other than just just to make the transition. I want to share just a couple of of points that I picked up from the uh from the conference over the weekend. <laughs> 
seems so shallow now. But <laughs> just a couple of things, and I'll I'll do a much more in depth dive next week. But the 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 theme of the conference was no limits. We we all have limiting beliefs. We believe that we have limits, and unless we can identify what beliefs are holding us back, we'll never reach our full potential. Dave Kaufman, the founder of this conference, really stressed the point that I am a child of a limitless God. God has no limits. The God we serve is truly limitless. So who am I to think that I have limits? Who am I to think that I can't do it. Who am I to say, I can't? I don't know how. What if I fail? It's too big of a dream or too hard of a goal. It's too much of a challenge. Disappointment hurts too bad. Who am I to allow myself to be held back by little things like that when the God I serve is limitless? He has no limits. I loved that theme. That that was that was a great theme this year for the conference. He said there's no limits, there's only opportunity. And the greatest cost to our business is not knowing. But that's another limit. We cannot allow ourselves to be held back. Will I allow a limitless God to work through me? to rise and meet the opportunities. A couple other things that were stressed is to choose what voices you listen to. I often talk about, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most. It was really brought out to choose what voices you listen to. Because today we're not necessarily around the five people that are the most influential to us, but we have their voices in our head through books and podcasts and audio books and YouTube videos and TikTok and all of that. So choose wisely what voices you listen to. Make sure they're voices that push you to achieving your goals and make those goals worthy goals. Make them worthy ideals. And when you're setting goals, don't just set a limited goal, but really dig deep into the why into the identity behind the goal that you're setting. Rather than saying, I want to be a millionaire or I want to have a a million dollar a year deck building business. You know, once you achieve that goal, then it's the end. You're done. You've now what? Set the identity that you want to achieve. I want to be a very generous person to give abundantly. And I will do that through this deck building business and that will allow you you know the the core identity is what you want you want you're somebody who serves others in the the best capacity that you know how and right now that might be a deck business but if your goal is building decks then you don't know how to pivot when that happens But if you're only worried about serving people and the deck business starts to fade away, you easily pivot because you're looking for new areas to serve in. And the last thing that I want to talk about, that I want to share from the conference, it was 
stressed that we are to honor our gifts. He told the, the parable of the, the servants with the talents where the, their master gave each one of them a certain number of a certain amount of money to manage while he was gone. And when he came back, the one had doubled the money. You know, it came to the second one. It's like, what'd you do? He's like, I doubled the money. Came to the third one. It's like, I was afraid and I buried my gift because I didn't know what to do and I was afraid to use it. We so often do that with our gifts. And that being the qualities, the skills, the passions, the personalities that God outfitted us with. If we don't use those to further the kingdom of God, to reach other people with the message of the good news, if we don't reach, you know, use our gift, the quality, skills, passions, and personality to make a difference in the lives of other people, then we are just like the servant that buried his gift and didn't use it, that didn't go do what he was called to do. We have to use our gift. I'm going to leave you with that. We're at about 20, 21 minutes right now already. Make sure you honor your gift and your grandparents while you still have them. Do good work.